everybody holler. Getting thrown, ripping souls for a bigger dollar. Father, I don't wanna leave nobody too blessed. Cause they greedy in the middle of what I do best. You finna see me in the TV with a few guests. We got the bubble, baby, get your waterproof Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast. It is a Monday episode of the show, and we are getting right into the thick of things of training camp because it was the first day with the pads on. Full contact, baby. The Bucks were going at it on offense and defense. Speaking of going at it, we're getting after it. I'm your host, back on the show after a brief hiatus. Matt Matera, but more importantly, joining is the face that runs the place of pewterreport.com, SR, Scott Reynolds, and also of pewterreport.com, one of our most recent pickups, the our Julio Jones and Russell Gage, Bailey Adams. Guys, how are you doing? So great to be joining you today on this show to talk about this Monday edition of Bucks Training Camp. Matt, we're glad you're alive. Yeah, we had some we had some concerns that you were going to be gone for a week long bachelor party. It seemed excessive at first, but we're glad that you're back. And boy, you returned just in time, not just because you saw full pads today, right? And and you got to skip all of the OTA stuff last week, so you you came back just in time. But also, Tom Brady spoke today, and 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 I think the the other thing too that's worth mentioning, aside from the fact that we're going to do roll call. Right at 420 today. It's a Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you at, Peter People? Aside from that, is you're back in time for probably the greatest Peter Report podcast episode we've ever done. That in fact, is absolutely right. This is yeah. going to be the best one yet. The best podcast we're really good about it. ever done. Over 500 episodes, and everyone yeah. today is a part of history. That's true. The best podcast of all time. Yeah, so, exactly. So uh, let's let's start as as always with uh, with the fact that that this podcast and every podcast that we do is energized by Celsius. And why is that important? Because uh, I needed a Celsius this morning. I went out with Stephen Shea from Barstool Sports, who was also kind of making some news today of his own at the at the Tom Brady press conference. We went out to a a, a wine establishment. I'll just say that we don't want to give any free advertising. But um, um, yeah, I kind of had a little too much wine last night and um, was dragging this morning, right? And and I was thinking, you know, w- why am I dragging? Like, what's what's happening? And in my um, hangover stupor, I realized I didn't have my Celsius yet. Right, tropical vibe. The vibe helped me out. I'm I'm telling you, folks. Once I had this tasty beverage uh, coursing through my veins and into my belly. Uh, the the great taste of Celsius energized me, but more so than that, it's the seven vitamins. It's the essential energy that I needed to get myself going today. And folks, you can do it too. Celsius is not just for me and the Pewter Report staff. You get to partake in it too and experience the brilliance that is Celsius. Aside from the fruit flavors, they've got cola, which is an awesome afternoon beverage. And if you want to find out where you can get Celsius, well, all you have to do is go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator, and put in your address, and all of these locations will pop up. Grab a couple cans, tried ones uh, that you like. You, you know, Go ahead and, and order those on Amazon. Get them in bulk. Use the subscribe and save option. Save some money to ship them right to your door. It's fantastic. Celsius gives you the energy you need without the sugar crash. Why? Because there's no sugar and no preservatives. I, folks, I'm just going to tell you right now. Celsius saved my life. It was hot today at Bucks Camp. Yeah, it, it was pretty steamy. Uh, I had a Celsius this morning as well. I had the uh, the strawberry flavor, which is kind of a, a newer one, at least for me, that yeah. I've had. And now I'm rocking a sparkling orange pomegranate. So make sure you find the store locator or buy them on Amazon and have it set up. And shout out to Celsius, of course, being the sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. Scott and Bailey. Uh, There's a lot to get into today, and we'll talk about Tom Brady's press conference, which was a tad bit interesting. Uh, It wasn't your typical Tom Brady, but we could talk about that after we dive through uh, everything that that went on in practice. Um, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I thought one of the biggest takeaways, and um, outside of the the bubble players that really 
shine bright today, and we will talk about them. But we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to Leo for the five dollar super chat. Thank you so yeah. much, Leo, for that super chat. And just a shout out to everyone. Um, if you give us a super chat, we will make sure that we answer your question. That's ASAP. right. So Leo says, So I was at camp today. Good for you, Leo. Uh, I was alarmed at how many reps Hainsey lost against Vita Vea. He did not impress me. <laughs> Who did impress for me was Scotty Miller. So I want to talk yeah. about Vita Vea first because yeah. it was more towards the tail end of practice, or at least the second half of it. Right. And Vita Vea looked like the stud type of player that earned that contract that he got yeah. this year. He was, and you know, we talk about Luke Gedeke, that he's a glass eater. Well, yeah. Vita Vey was taking the glass and rubbing it in his eyes because it, <laughs> it got yeah. pretty nasty yeah. uh, when a veteran like Vita went up against the rookie. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and one thing that stood out to me, Bailey, was, um, you know, I, I'm I, I'm a little partial when Blaine Gabbard is under center uh, just because, I mean, aside from him being probably the best backup quarterback in the league, you know, he's he's also the best looking quarterback on the roster. And uh and, and and so what what really kind of uh, upset Blaine and, and me too by proxy was the fact that Vitavea destroyed Lugetiki and just about took out Blaine's knee. We saw Ryan Jensen unfortunately go down with a knee injury from from some friendly fire last week, and Blaine literally that had his knee taken out because Vitavea steamrolled Lugetiki and uh, and he kind of bumped into Blaine's knee. Um, prompting Blaine to chuck the ball like over the stands. So um, not the best day for Lou Gedeke. I think the only rep he, he really kind of shined in was in the one-on-ones against fellow rookie Logan Hall. That was kind of a stalemate. But what were your impressions of Gedeke? And, and I mean, we can't really be surprised by this, right? I mean, this is the rookie's first day in pads. Right. The rookie's first day in pads. I don't know too many guys that win rep after rep against Vita Vea. I mean, he's he's True. the way he is for a reason. He's a big, big guy uh, with a lot of power and a lot of speed. Todd Bowles said it after practice, after practice, you know, when you get the pads on, that's when the big guys, you know, step up. And you yeah. saw that from Vita Vea. And, it, you know, maybe it was a, a welcome to the NFL moment for Luke Gedeke. Um, But yeah, I mean, it wasn't I don't think anything, you know, it's it's day one of pads. You don't want to read too much into it, but right. I, I think it probably it overall is a good experience for Gedeke to get, yeah. uh, get to go against Vita Vea and practice every day. Yeah, Matt, it's it's one of those things where Sundays are going to be easier, right, for guys like Robert Hainsey and Luke Gedeke after facing the one-two punch of Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks in Bucks practice. I mean, and that's that's really kind of a blessing, I think, in all of this is you've got two just absolute monsters, big men, strong men that that have uh, an, an insane amount of quickness for their size that if they can hold up against the likes of Vea and Hicks, younger players like Hainsey and, uh, and Gedeke, it should be easier on game day, right? Yeah, and this is the time that you want to mess up, right? Because it's in practice and right. it's not going to affect your win-loss record uh, when the season gets here. And, you know, it's the same thing that, for example, Tristan Wirfs. It's crazy because it feels like he's been here for a long time, but he's right. only been here for a, a short while. And it's just kind of like the same way that Tristan Wirfs got a lot better because as a rookie, he was going up against Shaq Barrett and JPP. Right. I know JPP is not with the team, but now it's the same thing for Gedeke. As you mentioned, going up against Vita Vey, one of the best nose tackles in the league. Uh, yeah. Akeem Hicks, again, a, a very notable defensive tackle that is pretty good as a pass rusher. Let's remember, Gedeke in college went from playing a tight end to playing a tackle. Now he's going from playing a tackle to right. an offensive guard. So he's going through that transition process all over again, and it's tough to learn a new position while also having to block Vita Vey. I mean, we talked about it, how Vita gets double team all yeah. the time and still wins. You know, right. he, he has the power of two men. That's why it takes two <laughs> or potentially three to block yeah. him. That's why they put Vita Vea at fullback and tight end sometimes. That's right. Goal line Which has my stamp of approval. I love yes, that. You know, oh, I, I'm waiting for the Vita Vea like fullback dive, right? We've yes. already seen Vita catch a touchdown pass. That's great. You, you, you know, showed off your hands. You, yes. you're, you're a braggart, right? You've, uh, you know, you're one for one on your receptions. Even Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can't say that. So Vita Vea, probably the best 
receiver Scott. on on this team. Yeah. One for one with one touchdown. It doesn't get any better than that. But I'm waiting for the beat of a fullback dive. That's what I want to do. You know what I want to say? And I've, I've said this you? on this podcast before. Um, and it probably won't happen because a, a fullback doesn't always take on like a Just defense. Get into existence, Matt. It'll happen. Goal line, but against the Rams, I want to see a goal line situation where Vita Vea is running at full speed or at least a, a little bit of a head start and collides with Aaron Donald. Oh, the most incredible thing yeah. that could ever happen I agree. in the history of the NFL, especially so, if Donald gets bowled over as he should, and yes. and it's a touchdown, right? And then you want to have like Vita Vea just like like Gronk spike <laughs> right. right there on on top of of Aaron Donald. That that hit would probably be up there with like Steve Water, Christian Okoye from back in the day. You older people would know. You know, back in my day, I watched Christian Okoye run the ball against Denver's Steve Atwater, who's a big, strong safety. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you know, that was a big collision. This would be, this would be like, um, like Marvel Comics. This is like, what, like the Juggernaut and Colossus, or the Blob and Colossus. I mean, it's just, yeah, I would think it's like Thor, the, the thing, and, and the Hulk. I mean, you can uh, rattle yeah. through any lit- litany of, of Marvel, um, yeah. comparisons. But yeah, um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't yeah. know if anyone in the stadium would be safe. If that happened, that's right. true. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we have breaking news from Tampa yeah. earthquake 5.7 <laughs> magnitude on the Richter scale, you know, epicenter Raymond James Stadium. Uh, Bailey, let me get your, your thoughts on this, right? We we saw last week Aaron Stinney, unfortunately, uh, friendly fire incident blocked Logan Hall into Ryan Jensen's knee. Tom Brady very upset about the loss of Ryan Jensen. That was pretty apparent today. We'll get to that in, that clip in a minute. But but when you look at at the left guard spot, all of a sudden Aaron Stinney was removed from the lineup. He was on Friday and Saturday the backup right guard, and Brandon Walton came out of nowhere to be the starting left guard for those two days. Now pads are back on. And it seems like Aaron Stinney is is back in that top spot. Uh, was was that like some punitive punishment, or was that a wake up call, or, or or was this just happenstance and it was just a coincidence that that Stinney decided to get moved to second string and they went with Brandon Walton for a couple of days? What do you think, Bailey? The timing is interesting, isn't it? I mean, it, it seems like it lined up perfectly to where it was kind of uh, hey, you know, this happened and. Not to blame you, but we're gonna have you take us to take a back seat for a second, and then now the pads are back on. All right, you're back in. I don't know. It, it's the timing seems coincidental, you know, a little too coincidental for it to not be a little bit of a wake up call. But you know, I think we're you know back to business as usual. Either way, you know, what whether it was that's what it was, or if it was just trying to get a different look and look, get a look at Brandon Walton up there with the ones. You know, I think it's interesting to keep an eye on in the future too. Cause if they saw Brandon Walton with the ones, you know, without pads, wouldn't they want to see him a little bit with the pads too? You know, does he kind of yeah. enter the conversation with Stinney and Gedeke right. or is that kind of just, it wasn't really just a, Hey, this is a little bit of a, a punishment, a little bit of, of, you know, take your time off here, go to the second team. And you're, now you're back in the first team. You know, I guess we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Right. Um, Matt, anything else, uh, uh, you know, this was really your first time looking at, at Robert Hainsey in the starting lineup. And much to Tom Brady's chagrin, I mean, he's a, he's a Hainsey fan. I mean, he didn't speak ill about him, whatever. But I mean, Ryan Jensen's Pro Bowl credentials are unmatched, right? He won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in 2020, and and was hasn't missed a game yet. But this was your first exposure to to Hainsey. What what did you see in going up against the first team defense? Well, honestly, and again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about going up against like Vita Vea and the guys that they have up front. That's already a tough battle as it is, but I couldn't help but continue to keep thinking about, you know, even last year in Hainsey, it took him a while because he was injured and he wasn't practicing at at training camp for, for quite a while, but I just still remember him still, you know, giving snaps to Tom Brady on the sideline and, and just working on everything that he possibly could in terms of, uh, you know, how can he get better even if he's not on the field, just taking a mental rep or, again, just snapping the ball more or, or getting more comfortable with shotgun? Because, again, Hainsey's another player that wasn't a natural center. He played other positions on the offensive line at Notre Dame and then went to the Senior Bowl and completely played a new position that he hadn't played before. So that's something that, 
you know, the Bucks front office was pretty impressed with. And now to take this whole off season and focus on becoming a better center, not even with a guarantee to play because Wayne Jensen's not there. So as far as what I saw, he seemed pretty comfortable in there. I think he's only going to get stronger and, and better as he keeps going because the more reps he's, he's going to get and he right. is going to get them because there's not many other options there. I think he's still going to get better. It's obviously something that we have to monitor for all of training camp and especially the preseason. Like, I don't even know how much Brady wasn't going to play a lot to begin with. But now when you're trying to kind of break in a center that's going into a second year that you're crossing your fingers and hoping is going to play, I I thought he held his own for the most part. I I wouldn't say he was sensational, but I wouldn't say he was terrible either. It's definitely something that is going to be a storyline for probably the entire season, especially with, unfortunately, uh, Jensen probably unable to go at all this season. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Hainsey has a good head on his shoulders and uh, will be well-prepared and will put in even more of the, the work than beforehand. I actually did want to get to this super chat. Thank yeah. you so much, Brian. For there. Eric gave us a $2 super chat. Didn't have a comment, just gave us $2. Yeah, we so appreciate that. that. And then Brian here, 20 dollars thank you so much he says scott's man crush is disturbing talking about mike abbott not that there's anything wrong with that so he's got no problem with it yeah well he shouldn't you know i mean i mean really when you look at blaine the first thing you notice is the mullet right i mean it's like mine's not quite as good there yet uh it's getting there there, though i'm I'm making progress with the mullet i'm actually calling it a marlin because i think mullet's such an outdated term I prefer the term marlin. It's like more like a regal sport fish rather than like a mullet that just jumps, you know, out of the water and stuff. So I, I call it a marlin myself, but I think, you know, starts with the mullet, the, the marlin for Blaine. And, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's, it, we talked about this today. This is what I like about Blaine Gabbard. He knows this offense. He, he makes some dazzling plays in every practice. And then he makes a couple plays that he wishes he had back. Okay. There's a reason why he's not a starter in the league. There's a reason why he's not the starter in Tampa Bay. Forget Tom Brady. I don't know that Blaine is ever going to be a starter in Tampa, but he is the measuring stick for Kyle Trask. And and I think that that this preseason, this training camp, Kyle Trask needs to be at the level or better than Blaine Gabbert to really be considered to be a potential starter in 2023. If he can't beat out Blaine Gabbert this year, I think that's telling because he will have had two years in the system, one year really kind of operating it, getting a lot more reps in practice so far already. And then, of course, he's going to have the, the the most playing time in the three preseason games. He's going to get a, a bunch of playing time against the Dolphins next week and, and then the Tennessee Titans. Um, we're, we're about a minute away here from roll call. Let's talk about the schedule for the upcoming weeks here. So this is Monday, August 1st. This is our podcast schedule. We're going to have podcasts Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. The Bucks don't have practice on Thursday, so no podcast on Thursday. The Bucks will have, however, practice on Saturday and Sunday. They won't have practice on Monday. Tuesday, uh, Matt and I will be doing a Mark Cook tribute special podcast. Make sure you mark that on your calendar. It's Tuesday, August 9th at 4 p.m. Uh, we'll be having some of Mark's uh, favorite clips uh, from back in the day when Mark and Grizz and Trevor Sikama and and, uh, uh, and and I were on the podcast, the audio version even before it went video. So we're going to have some great classic clips to remember. Uh, Peter Report legend Mark Cook, who passed away. It's, it's crazy that this happened uh, to such an amazing guy, but August 12th last year. Then Wednesday and Thursday are big days because the Bucks will host the Dolphins and they'll have joint practices. That, that's practice uh, 11 and 12 for the Buccaneers. And then, guys, Saturday, August 13th, we got a preseason game. Bucks, Dolphins. So we'll have a post game podcast for that particular day on Saturday, August 13th. So now it is time for Roll Call. Where are you at, Peter, people? Yeah, where are you at? We know where the Bucks were today. They were at training camp at the Advent Health That's Training right. Center. But we want to know, where are you? Yeah, yo, I'm talking yeah. to you. Where are you watching this show from? Because we got fans yeah. 
all over the globe. Not all over just the Ava, globe. Not just the Worldwide. state of Florida, not just the United yeah. States. We got people from Australia. We got yeah. people from Germany. From Finland here. here. Yeah, we, from Finland. So we, we, got, we have Xi Jinping. Uh, ping from uh, the Forbidden City, Beijing. So uh, I'm going to be putting up where you're at, Peter people, with uh, our roll call. And Bailey and Matt, just keep talking about practice. And let's talk about some of those bubble players, shall we? Yes, absolutely. Great transition there, Scott. So I thought today was really highlighted by some of these guys that are really fighting to make this roster, uh, especially at the wide receiver group. We know who the top four are. We, we've already talked about them, whether it's today's show, in the past. We know who the top four are, but that means you got a lot of guys. And Carlton Davis actually talked about this today when they're like, oh, what do you think about some of the rookies? He's like, man, we have so many wide receivers. I can't even keep track of all of them. But two guys that really stood out today, and Bailey, I'll let you go into detail about what, what really was impressive. But two guys on the bubble that have been here for a little while, and that's Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. Um, at wide receiver, I really thought both stepped up, had a big day. Obviously, Scotty had the highlight real type of play. But Bailey, talk to the pewter people about uh, the big day that both of these receivers have before we talk about the bubble player that impressed uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I know Tyler Johnson was a guy that got a specific shout out from Mike Evans last week about being in, you know, incredible shape. And I know it's training camp time. You always get the cliches of, oh, best shape of their life. But it is notable considering – Last offseason or last training camp, Tyler Johnson didn't come into the best shape, and it was a lesson learned there. He's looking he's looking good so far. He's making catches here and there. Tom Brady's looking his way. All the quarterbacks are looking his way. But Scotty Miller was the one, I think, today that and you know, anyone that was in attendance, I think there was a lot of a lot of fanfare about Scotty Miller. And the highlight play, I'm sure I don't know if the Bucks have posted it on social media yet, but I'm sure they will. It was a deep ball from Tom Brady that he caught between two defenders, one of which was Logan Ryan. And it kind of reminded me, it was reminiscent of, you know, the deep ball he caught at the end of the first half against Las Vegas uh, in 2020. Yep. And then the same one against Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. It looked a lot like that. He made the catch falling to the ground, but it wasn't just that play. It was later on, I, I think it really was notable in kind of the two minute drill or like, you know, they're down to the 20 seconds on the clock and they're thrown to the sidelines, you know, in situational drills. And it wasn't always, you know, Mike Evans was on the field, but it wasn't always Tom Brady looking to Mike Evans. Twice did Tom Brady throw to Scotty Miller, and he made two really good sideline catches, getting out of bounds, stopping the clock. And it was it was a big day for Scotty. And I know a lot of time in the last couple of weeks, it's been you know Devin Tompkins, Jalen Darden, it's it's the Jared yeah. Stearns, it's like the guys that are newer. You want to hear more about them? Of course, Julio Jones and Russell Gage being new as well. But Tyler Johnson, both yeah, both Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller on Monday. They were, it was their day. Yeah. Yeah. I well, think yeah. it was so, sorry, go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, it, it's always Tristan Wirfs day. I mean, <laughs> he's Tristan Wirfs. Uh, he's, he's an all pro. He's literally probably the best player on the field. He's just, just a dynamite guy. And we have uh, Sylvia Wirfs. Granny Wirfs is here in the house today. So we appreciate Sylvia and everybody from Ab Aberdeen, Scotland to Australia to New Zealand to China to Florida, all over the states, everywhere, yeah. everywhere for tuning. And we love doing roll call with you guys every Monday. We'll do that all the way through the rest of the season here. So appreciate you guys very much. Appreciate the super chat uh, that we just got here from uh, Giovanni. Thanks for the hard work, guys. How does Tom look at age 45? No diminishing arm strength? No, absolutely not. He, okay. he's, I didn't think he proved that on that deep ball to Scotty Miller. Yeah, yeah exactly. He did. He did. So. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a nice big play. The, the key for Scotty Miller, as Todd Bowles said, he's got to stay healthy, right? I mean, he's he's got to be available. The biggest um, the biggest ability players can have to make it in this league and stay in this league is availability, right? That's that's the the biggest ability is is having having that that presence, right? And you look at some of the all time greats, Rondé Barber. I mean, I think the guy played sixteen years without missing a game. I mean, that's just crazy, and it's. And, and Ryan Jensen, if not for that fluke injury in practice, is one of those Ironman guys, too. Yeah, it just shows, like, unfortunately, it can, it can really happen to, to anyone on the football field. But Scotty obviously has had a bit of an injury history through his career. But I, I really do think it was important for Scotty and Bailey. You, you did a great job of mentioning this. Of It wasn't just the deep ball with Scotty. It yeah. was, like, the two-minute drill. It was the sideline catches. Mm -hmm. We know Scotty can go deep. Yeah. and be that deep threat, okay? We've seen that before. 
but he's got to be able to prove that he can do it in other ways and, and different areas. So I think that was super, super important mm-hmm. that Scotty was able to win a bunch of battles uh, in different ways. And I think for Tyler Johnson, I mean, we've talked a lot about, again, the, the big four. We've talked a lot about Jalen Darden. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned Scotty from time to time. Even when Scotty was injured, we probably talked about an injured Scotty that did not participate right. in, in minicamp more than we did Tyler Johnson, who was there. So I kind of think Tyler Johnson has been overlooked. And I'll admit, like, I, I, I've i been critical of Tyler Johnson. I think mm-hmm. all of us have um, at some point. I think Tyler Johnson, more than anything else, and it goes back to the issues that we had with him last year, is really the consistency. Because I remember yeah. in training camp last year, there were times where Tyler Johnson balled out. And it was like, okay, you got Mike Chris and at the time Antonio Brown, but – Tyler Johnson's making a name for himself too. And then it just disappeared. Yeah. It went, you know, where did it go? None of us know. And I think today was a good building block for Tyler in terms of, again, staying consistent, still being able to move. He won a a lot of one-on-one battles too, when it was wide receivers against corners. And I do want to talk about that. Um, But yeah, it's going to be all about the consistency. And you know, shown potential. Right, and, and that, that's really what Tom Brady was talking about today. Was he's like, even if you start low, but you build and you consistently get better, that's what he's looking for. And you know, Tom was not in the best mood today. Todd Bowles was asked about the offense not starting off practice very well, and and quite honestly, it didn't. Todd Bowles said, "I didn't say anything wrong with the offense. It looked pretty good to me. They didn't do anything on offense." And I think Tom. Was 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 a little peeved about that. He wasn't asked about it, but just he was kind of like in a little bit of a of a salty uh, you know character today. And and one of those salty characters um, from long ago was was Uncle Stan um, Brian with another super chat. We really appreciate the super chats, folks. Thank you, Brian. And someone who sat and talked uh, bucks with Uncle Stan back in the get together days. I know where this team has come from. What a different vibe these days. You know, that's my Uncle Stan voice. So, uh, you know, hats off to Uncle Stan. Uh, one of the one of my favorite Pewter Report subscribers, actually Buccaneer Magazine subscribers back in the day. So, um, you know, he's he's definitely somebody I stayed in contact with for a while and certainly missed today. But um, let's get a little bit into to Tom Brady. Let's, let's sure. play a clip here, Matt, and then Bailey will have you react to it, okay? Yeah, so Tom spoke today. Uh, we, we got a couple of them. Uh, Tom was not in the best of moods. Um, maybe it had something to do with the Ryan Jensen situation, but sometimes Tom has more of a pep in the step. We didn't necessarily see that today. So here's Tom. It was one of the first questions he got at the press conference where he was asked about, you know, the, the injury to Jensen and now working with Robert Haynes and what he's seen from him. You know, he's, uh, he's worked really hard. Um, obviously, everyone's... Uh, heartbroken with what happened to Ryan, so um, that'll take a little time. But Haynes got to, you know, step into the job and do a great job. So he's worked hard last year, really gained the trust of a lot of people, and um, you know he's got to go earn it. So like all of us, uh, you know, it's not what you did. How hard you worked in the off season, it's you know how good of a football player. Is. So it's to be determined for all of us. Yeah, I mean, Tom's the ultimate example of you just need an opportunity to get out there and play, and then it's up to you to take the ball and run with it. I don't know if Hainsey's going to win seven Super Bowls and multiple <laughs> right. league MVPs and Super Bowl MVPs, but yeah. this is an opportunity for him. It's just, I don't know. I was having flashbacks. I don't know if you guys will remember this because, you know, the 2020 season, everything was done over Zoom. So, like, we right. talked to Tom Brady, but we weren't face-to-face with Tom Brady. Right. So one of the first times we were actually face-to-face with him was uh, a post-training camp practice last summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still that allure of like, oh, wow, like we're actually going to get to talk to Tom Brady yeah. today. And I just remember at that time he was just in a foul mood again because they had a really bad practice and Bruce kind of ripped into them after. And I was having like those flashbacks again of just Tom being so disgruntled and like unhappy and practice seemed okay today. Like could the offense have done better? Yeah, absolutely, but it's also August 1st, and we still got over a month until the, the regular season starts. But something was really off with Tom today. There was yeah. just only one thing that really got him 
to smirk a little bit, and that was uh, our guy Stephen Che, yeah. who uh, huge Bucks fan, works for Barstool Sports, and uh, he obviously has the funny little Giovanni Bernard yes. phrase. Uh, and so he asked Tom about that today, and it was one of the few times Tom actually, you know, had a little smile on his face. Practice so, smile, yeah. Yeah, here's Stephen Che uh, going viral on the internet. Good. I was uh, interested, obviously, asking about Lenny. How is the rest of the backfield depth with Rashad White, um, Giovanni Bernardo, and others? Do that again? I was good. <laughs> Giovanni Bernardo. Oh, very good. I can't say it like that. Um, that's got to be a big position for us, so they gotta, they got to step in and do the job. It's a... You know, our receivers get a lot of attention. So it leaves opportunity for the tight end and the running backs to make plays in the run game and the passing. So, Gio, Lenny, yeah, it, it it sounded like a little uh, muffled conversation happening there. They put the media tent right next to the WDA tent. And so Carlton Davis was being interviewed by Ronnie and T. Kras at the same time as Tom Brady was having his press conference like 10 feet away. So that's why it was a little bit of a, of a jarbledness there, but but certainly funny. Like I said, I, I had some some wine with, with Stephen Shea last night, and uh, we, we did the Giovanna Bernard, you know, we, we did that. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, not as good as Stephen, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, but but uh, it was good seeing him. He's a, a big fan of Peter Report, a huge Bucks fan, obviously, if you follow Stephen on um, on Twitter. And uh, that was that was certainly the most lighthearted moments in the Tom Brady press conference, Bailey. Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, he, he finally like, he laughed and it kind of loosened up a little bit, but it just felt like the whole time there was just something off. And I know Tom Brady's such a perfectionist, right? And Todd Bowles didn't like, didn't see much wrong with what the offense did. But, you know, early on, even before they went to 11 on 11s, it was just the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and tight ends were you know, doing some end zone work. And I know Brady missed some throws. There were some drop passes. Uh, Kyle Trask, Blaine Gabbert missed some throws. And it just seemed, I know at one point, uh, Brady overthrew, I think it was Kyle Rudolph, and yeah. he let out like a frustrated yell. And I think it was just part of that. That period was probably a frustrating one for him. I don't think they necessarily performed in 11 on 11s up to the standard that he would have liked to. And so I think there was, you know, a mix of maybe he didn't enjoy like the way the practice went. And also, yeah, it was the, you know, fresh off of Ryan Jensen's injury. This is the first time we've heard from Tom Brady. And I yeah. think maybe there's still some, some, you know, getting over that. To begin with, because it was, I found it interesting the, the what he said about Robert Hainsey about, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but saying you know Hainsey gained a lot of trust from a lot of people last year. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get whether or not Tom Brady was one of those people. You know, from, right. you know, from what we know, he is. Yeah, he didn't say, and I gained my trust. He said yeah. a lot of people, and now he's got to go out and earn it. Um, so I mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily. It, it, Tom Brady's also often tight-lipped. You know, when he doesn't want to say something, he's not going to say something. So I don't know if, if there's too much there, but. It was it was weird. Tom was not in the best mood today. Nah, he was not in one of the best moods, and obviously, uh, a lot is going to be on the shoulders of, of Robert Hainsey when it probably was not expected. So, uh, a bit of an underdog going into this season. And uh, speaking of underdogs, the best place to go and bet on fantasy sports would be with Underdog Fantasy, guys. They got so many awesome tournaments and other games that are coming up. Uh, it. It's the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Uh, for season-long drafts, there's no waivers, trades, or lineup setting. Uh, there's no league management aspect after your draft. You just set it and forget it. Uh, you sign up now with the promo code Pewter. They'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit. Um, with their slick mobile app and user-friendly website, you'll have no problem jumping in and drafting your squad. There's also Pick'em Games. Uh, especially great for the football season. You could do it with baseball right now, too. And, of course, when hockey and basketball pick back up in the fall, uh, you can go and do that. You can win up to 20 times on your money in one night. Pick an over or under on your favorite player's stats to win big. Pick between two and five players. You can also pick from rivals, which pits two players against each other. They also have different tournaments, like I mentioned. Uh, The Puppy 2 is over two-thirds full already. It's $5 to enter. Uh, if you get it coming first place, you can win $75,000. There's $500,000 in total prizes. They have fast and slow drafts. If you want to just get it done, don't have a lot of time, do the fast draft. If you want to do some extra research, see uh, 
who you're thinking about drafting, who their opponents are. You can have a slow draft. Take your take your time. There's no rush. It's all good. Uh, they also have the Pup Cup going on with golf. Uh, that ends on August 8th, so you still got a week to sign up for that. Uh, you pick a PGA Tour best ball draft tournament for the FedEx Cup, which is a big event at the end of the golf season for the PGA. Again, that's a $5 entry, $100,000 in total prizes. And there's a three-round tournament uh, which starts up very soon. So make sure you go to underdogfantasy.com. And again, use that promo code Pewter because they got a ton of different games, a lot of fun things going on. And uh, it's a great opportunity to stay involved with fantasy sports and win some money, put some more cash in your pocket. So again, use promo Nothing code Pewter for underdog fantasy. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the bubbles before. We talked about the offense, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of plays made by some guys that are on the bubble, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, specifically, there's two things I want to mention. One's with the one-on-ones. I'll get to that right. in a moment. But Ross Cockrell is a guy, again, kind of like Tyler Johnson, that we've yeah. kind of overlooked when talking about the secondary and just players that could have an impact. Mm-hmm. And Cockrell made some splash plays today. Granted, one of them pretty much fell into his hands. Right. It was uh, a pass by Blaine Gabbert to not Devin Tompkins. It was not his fault. Devin's fault. I saw some, I saw some people... On social on Twitter, being like, you gotta like, Gabbert's got to be the number three. What is he doing? It could not have been a better pass. It was right over the middle. It hit Tompkins in the hands. Yeah, bounced out and went right to. It was almost reminiscent of Jalen Darden's play at Washington last year. The pass hits him right in the hands and just flies up in the air, and and then right into the arms of the defender. And uh, again, you know that's. Listen, if Blaine throws a pick and like he threw a bad one to to uh, Cam Gill last week, right? Who yeah. dropped in coverage? You know, I'm going to be the first to say it. I'm not a Blaine Gabbert apologist. However, I am the conductor of the Blaine train. So, whenever there is uh, some blasphemy and and some ill advised statements uh, about Blaine's performance, I'm going to correct the record. and And that interception was not Blaine's fault. Right. Um, but Ross yeah. Cockrell was the uh, beneficiary of it. Oh, sorry. Right. If you want to get yeah. to to Joel. Well, I just I appreciate the comment about the hair. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, of course, fifty. There's guys that don't have hair and stuff, and and I, <laughs> my stepbrother's one of them. Ha ha ha. But <laughs> but he's one of those guys, Jeff Jones. He's one of those guys that had like the most perfect hair in high school, right? You know, and then he lost it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I've got it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, Matt, who is the other? player because Ross Cockrell did not look good at all last week. The Pats come on all yeah. of a sudden this guy has has a day today and that happens. So who was the other def- defensive bubble guy that caught your eye? Yeah, just one last thing on Cockrell. I was oh, okay. more impressed with the play where he was guarding Russell Gage and Russell Gage right. made a, a pretty mm-hmm. nice catch. Like He had to adjust to the ball. A nice athletic play where Cockrell had solid coverage on him, um, right. but he didn't give up after the play uh, as soon as Gage came down with the ball. Cockroll knocked it out, and uh, it was a fumble on the play. So uh, right. Right. I, I like that stick to Happy play attitude. But uh, the other player on the bubble, a little more, I think, better chance of making the team, and of course, a, a friend of the program, was Dee Delaney. Uh, yeah. He was all over the place, of course, when it came to uh, minicamp and OTAs, and he had a great play on uh, the one-on-one battles going on. Where I believe he was guarding Tompkins. It was either he was, Tompkins yeah. or yeah, or Geiger. But yeah, it was yeah. Tompkins. And he went all out, like flying through the air, dove, made a really nice pass breakup in the one-on-ones when it's the wide receivers uh, against the defensive backs, which I think is tougher for the defensive backs in general. There's no pass yeah. rush going on, and you're kind of just at the mercy uh at the play and, and at the whistle. So D Delaney again making a solid play there, obviously uh, in the running to, to make this team and, and, and help out on, on special teams. But I was impressed by that. Uh, if you look at our article today on PeterReport.com, the Fox yep. Camp Insider, it is the cover photo. It's a very cool picture, so definitely right. definitely go check it out. But uh, I like what Delaney did today, specifically in those yeah. one-on-one drills. It was a nice back and forth uh, in that competition. Right, and I'll, off. So, uh, also Nolan Ryan uh, – Nolan Ryan. Nolan uh, Turner had uh, – had an interception too, right? Yes, he picked off Tom Brady. Back days, and and it's yeah, funny yeah. because overall the rookies did not really have a, a good day. You know, we right. we talked about Gedeke already. How you know he had his issues. Uh, Logan Hall 
wasn't bad, but like didn't really yeah, make chugged around a little bit. He got yeah, pushed around. Didn't yeah. really make uh, like, Rashad White had play. a drop like a like an easy gimme drop from Tom Brady, yeah. and uh, Sean, you got to yeah. you got to catch that. You know, and Brady coached him up after Tompkins yeah. obviously had the drop that ended up with an interception, and JJ yeah. Hallen, the tight end, mm-hmm. dropped a pass in the end zone that would have been a touchdown pass yeah. for uh, for Kyle Trask. So right, no, it was, a lot of the it was rookies, a great throw too. Yeah, it was a tight, throw. a tight window throw that it just went off of Howland's hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all the rookies were not really showing up today. They're going to have their bumps and bruises, understandably. Right. So, but not Nolan Turner. He was all over the place, as you said, yeah. making an interception for the, the second day in a row. So, yeah, um, we got a five dollar super chat for Matthew. I think Bug Howard uh, has a better chance than uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Uh, one in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. He switched from tight end to uh, switch to tight end from wide receiver. I believe. Does he have a chance? Uh, yeah, they brought him in for a reason, and I, I don't think he has a chance to make the team per se. I think he has a chance to to maybe make the practice squad. Bailey, when you look at at uh, Cam Brate's been the best tight end in camp so far. He's he's still got a little bit of wiggle and a little bit of, of juice. Kate Otten today, I thought, had a really good day. If you're going to look at a rookie who had a good day, it, it, it might be him, uh, Bailey. And then you've got, uh, obviously, Kyle Rudolph is going to make it. Then maybe Co'Keefe. If they keep four, they might keep seven wide receivers and three tight ends. We'll see how it all shakes out. But your impression of Kate Otten today, because he he was, was a real steady performer and had a little bit of, of run-after catch ability. Yeah, I liked. I think Kate Otten probably of the rookies might have had the best. And Nolan Turner had the pick. Um, yeah. But Kate Otten, I think, you know, in the more in the individual drills, but also in 11 on 11s, had some catches here and there. He was getting targets and, you know, showed reliable hands, showed some separation, um, yeah. ability to get some separation. And yeah. yeah, I think it was maybe his best day so far in camp. Right. Um, and uh, that, that is not Kate Otten. That's, that's Bug Howard. But the question was about Bug. And, you know, I, I think he's got a chance at, at being a practice squad player if he performs well. But Kate Otten, though, really has a chance to maybe be that number two tight end this year, Bailey. Yeah, I think I think Kate Otten has been has been good. And and it's interesting too with the Bug Howard thing. I know we're going back to Bug Howard a little bit, but I thought Co Keefe had a pretty good day today. I thought mm-hmm. he, you know, you know, he's he's been he was drafted for his blocking ability and I thought he had some really good reps as a blocker. Um but I, I saw him catch some passes too, you know, and more in the individual drills and in some end zone work with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I liked what he brought. But if if you keep him as your number four tight end, then I think you see Bug Howard maybe on the practice squad. It's more interesting, I think, if you know if you keep three tight ends, what happens? Do you keep Keefed and does Bug Howard, you know, get cut, or is it? You know, right. I don't know if you're keeping two tight ends on the practice squad. So I think that's where. Bug Howard's chances kind of end up. And I know the question is about Kate Otten, but yeah, yeah overall, Kate Otten, I think, has a chance. Uh, we haven't seen a lot from Kyle Rudolph so far. Right. And I know as the veteran, you know, as a blocking guy, he's going to get the reps um, and he's going to get some, you know, some key snaps. Yeah. But Kate Otten, I think, in his development, maybe by the end of the year, you know, he's a guy that you're going to see featured more. Yeah. Um, Callie Buck says, Braid has been good. Braid just runs really slow. I'll tell you what, I, Bailey, you've you've been out there a little bit more than than uh, than the partier, uh, Mister Bachelor Party has, Mister Hiatus, Mister Hiatus, exactly, yeah. But um, you know, in a foot race, I'm putting my money on on Cal, uh, or I should say, on Cam Brate over Cal Rudolph. What say you? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it would He's be maybe not the f- most fun foot race to watch. Yeah, but it'd it, be I slow think, and painful, but. Right. I think I, think I put my money on Cam wins as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's interesting that the Turner, Nolan Turner has been making these these back-to-back plays. Matt, he had a probably would, would have been a would-be pick six against Tom Brady mm-hmm. on Saturday's practice. So now he's picked off Brady twice now. I believe it was Brady. Now, it was it was Caltrask on Saturday. It was, I don't know, but he picked off Brady today for sure. And no, it, uh, Brady was picked off by Levante David. So I think it was Trask that, that got picked by, um, by, by Turner. But he's showing up. And, of course, it's, it's all going to come down to special teams. For these guys, whether it's wide receivers, spots five and six, whether it's tight end three and four, you got to be a factor on special teams to make this. But turnovers help, especially when the defensive coordinator is now the head coach and he's got more say in the roster. Um, you know, He's looking for those pirates. He's looking for guys that are, 
that are going to plunder, that are going to just, you know, like, you know, steal and pillage uh, the, the football. And, uh, and folks, we have an exciting announcement to make. Pewter Report has a new partnership with Pirate Republic Beer. We have an official beer of pewterreport.com. This is straight out of the Bahamas. We're going to be talking to you more about this as the season goes on. But Pirate Republic, I've got the Long John Pilsner, which is in the red can. Matt is rocking the gold and haze of piracy. It is a Belgian wit beer. Uh, throw a little orange in there. And then you've got the, uh, what's that called? Uh, that's the, the, the IPA? Take no Quarter IPA. Take no Quarter IPA. Right. I almost said take no prisoners, but you know, you're going to feel like a pirate when you drink this. And I'm going to drink one right now because it's uh, five o'clock somewhere and it's going to be five o'clock in about 13 minutes. But this Long John Pilsner, um, I, I've been a huge fan of Pirate Republic beer for a long time and actually discovered them a couple years ago in the Bahamas. That's where, they, that's where they're from. And, and now they sell it in Tampa at, at plenty of, of retail stores, and they're making their way into uh, some uh, establishments as well. But it's, it's a fantastic beer. The official beer, pewterreport.com, and, and Pewter Report's podcast is Pirate Republic Brewing Company. And, and they've got the, those three beers that we just showed. And we'll be drinking them and talking more about them as the, the, the football season rolls along. Yes, we will. And uh, speaking of taking things away or taking the football away, which the Bucks defense would love to do uh, a lot of this year, uh, we talked about how Tom Brady wasn't, you know, really in the mood to talk uh, after practice. One guy that was absolutely delighted to be there was the number one cornerback on this team, Carlton Davis. And uh, guys, if you didn't see on Pewter Report the other day, JC had a great article yep. talking with Davis about just how he wants to be great and wants to be the best. And, um, you know, he's talked a lot this offseason about needing to improve on the interceptions and how he views himself as, you know, one of the top corners in this league. So, he uh, spoke a little bit about that today with his his goals uh, for the for the season, how he just wants to dominate. That's what he wants to do this year. And obviously, to dominate, you have to take the ball away. So here's Carlton Davis just talking about the outlook of himself for this season. You know, more ball drills during our individual periods. Uh, just be more ball savvy, man. You know, we play defense, but we got to be more offensive, you know, when it comes to seeing the ball and attacking the ball and wanting to have it. You know, the mind, mind got to be focused on getting the ball. So I think this year we're more focused on creating a turnover than trying to get 30-plus as a group. You know, I want to uh, dominate the league. You know, I want to be the premier corner in the league. I want to be the most fair corner. Um, I want to lead the league in pass regular interceptions. And I want uh, every NFL team to know that I'm, a, I'm an issue. How close are you to that? I feel closer every day. <laughs> you know, every day is a grind. And uh, I think you got to, in order to achieve your goals, it takes one day at a time, uh, one play at a time, one moment at a time. So uh, just trying to get better in that moment, in that play. And uh, turning the page the next day to correct, correct your mistakes and uh, move forward. And I feel like I'm doing that every day. And I'm just trying to compete with anybody at the highest level. That's good stuff right there. And uh, we, we have Callie Buck saying, I want to see Carlton with some pick sixes. You know, who wants, else wants to see that? Carlton Davis himself. He struggled catching the ball. But uh, I think if, if he ever gets a pick six, and a couple of these guys already have. Sean Murphy Bunting got one as a rookie up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Jamil Dean had one in 2020 against Aaron Rodgers, right, against the Green Bay Packers here at Ray J. Turned that whole game around. Bailey, Carlton Davis is the best cornerback on this team. He's yet to have a pick six. This guy's itching to do so, you can just tell. Yeah, absolutely, and and you could just you could hear it in his voice and just what what, what he was saying, and it's it's been interesting to watch in practice so far. You've seen both the corners and the safeties doing a lot of drills, you know, hands drills, you know, dropping back, catching the ball, and I think there's more of an emphasis on that across the board. It starts with Carlton Davis as the number one corner, but you've heard you know you've heard Jamel Dean talk about it in the offseason. Mm -hmm. You've heard even Mike Edwards, who Mike Edwards is the guy who has been getting the interceptions. Right. He wants it, he wants more interceptions. Um, you've heard Antoine Winfield Jr. say, you know, to get his game to the next level, he's got to intercept more passes and create more turnovers. But really, Carlton Davis has been the guy where he has led the league in pass breakups and, and getting his hands on the ball all the time. 
He just hasn't been able to haul him in for interceptions. And I think obviously that's the next step for him. And it'll be interesting to see if, if he can come through with, with those interceptions he's looking for. Yeah, Matt, uh, Anton Winfield is also a guy that, that, that uh, when he talked to us in the offseason, and I think it was even Nick Rapone, you know, they want to get him six, seven interceptions, right? They feel like that he's that caliber of a, of a player. We saw him go up in high point and essentially Moss, a much bigger receiver in, in Michael Pittman Jr. against the Colts. That was one of the most dramatic interceptions I've seen in all my years of covering this team. And, and now with Antoine Winfield and Peter reports, kind of we broke the story about Winfield playing really slot corner. He's replaced Sean Murphy Bunting, at least for now, in that lineup. Again, he was there today. So it almost feels like he's going to be replacing Sean Murphy Bunting, Murphy Bunting again with the starters at right cornerback ahead of Jamel Dean, which is an interesting little twist there. But but I I think that this this is a pretty dynamic lineup here with three safeties on the field. Mike Edwards, who's a ball hawk. Logan Ryan, who is as veteran as they come in the secondary. And then you've got a playmaker in Antoine Winfield. People can point to, well, he was the slot guy against the Rams on that big 44-yard catch by Cooper Cup at the end of the game. Not really fair because Winfield and others got that all-out blitz call late. But if you remember, Matt, in that 2020 playoff game, when he was in the slot against Jared Cook, the tight end, punching the ball. That was a key turnover right there by Winfield in that divisional playoff win against the Saints. We've long said that it would be a mistake to just have Antoine Winfield Jr. play stationary in one spot. He needs to be moved around the field all yeah. over the place. So by playing that nickel corner, you do go from you know side to side to you know going wherever the, uh, the offense is kind of dictates it. So I love that yeah. he's going to move around in, in so many different places. I truly think that the entire secondary is on the come up for the Bucks this year. Yeah. I think they all have a bad taste in their mouth. And a lot of it was because of injuries and things like that, which sometimes you can't control. Right. But the way the season ended, the way that they didn't necessarily live up to the expectations, I think the whole entire group, and they're going to have to prove it because it's one thing to say it, but you have to prove it. But I just get the feeling, even just watching them today, how seriously they're taking even the most minute yeah. of reps. Uh, it seems like a, a team that is uh, a little like revitalized. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, you get three guys in, in a contract year too: safety yeah, Mike so. Edwards, Carlton, uh, not Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Jamel Dean. Carlton just got paid, but those three guys are in a contract year, so the pressure's on them to step up and perform. And, and I think with Winfield, too, the, the beauty of having him closer to the line of scrimmage is he's a dynamic blitzer, right? He's got five sacks, I believe, in his first two seasons. And, and you know, getting him closer to the line of scrimmage where he can not just cover tight ends and slot receivers, but also come off the edge and blitz and, and get the quarterback, uh, I, I think that's pretty exciting, too. And I'm curious to, to see about that. You know, folks, Pirate, Re Pirate Republic Beer is not just – the only new sponsor we have here on the Peter Report podcast. Uh, folks, if you haven't had a chance to go to Walk On Sports Bistro, well, get there because the food and the beverages are fantastic. This, this is a walk-on athlete. They push harder and put their heart into the game. This is the passion we're built on. It's why we put our heart into creating game day with a taste of Louisiana. Walk-Ons, we live for this. Walk-On Sports Bistro is the place to eat for game day or any day. There are over 100 walk-on locations in 15 states, including eight in Florida, with two in the Tampa Bay area, Wesley Chapel across from the Outlet Mall, that's over here in my neck of the woods, and the new Midtown location just minutes away from the stadium. The wide selection of your favorite beer on tap, craft cocktails, burgers, and delicious Cajun and Creole-inspired food. Get in the game with walk-ons. Happy hours from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and all day on Tuesdays. Walk-ons is a great place to go for lunch and dinner, and especially on game days with a massive amount of TVs to watch all the games. 
Visit Walk-Ons in Wesley Chapel and in Midtown, or visit them online at walk-ons.com. I've already been to Walk-Ons in Midtown twice uh, since it opened up there, and those happy hour deals that they have are legit. I'm not even yeah. talking about the drinks. Like The oh, food yeah. deals are fantastic. The appetizer. Uh, I, I had the wings. Yeah. I had the wings the first time I went there. Yeah. Uh, I had some jambalaya like the balls. Those are great. Yeah, with some seafood uh, as well. So I I cannot recommend it more. I'm yeah. very excited that they're sponsor. I am too. Food is, is, Tuesday is all day happy hours. I so know. The, you'll find me if you if you're looking for Scott Reynolds at Wesley Chapel walk ons on Tuesdays. I'm just telling you right now. That's that's that that's my my day and time uh, to head over there. The cool thing about walk ons too is we're going to be doing Peter Report tailgate live at walk-ons this year we're gonna have more information about that but we're taking our pewter pregame show on the road so we're gonna have an hour and a half on location splitting the time up between the wesley chapel and the midtown stores so it's a great place to come watch the game obviously and we're gonna have pewter report staffers there at at each game home and away so we'll have more on the schedule but just to give you a heads up we're gonna be at walk-ons every single bucks game day delivering our pewter report tailgate show that's our pregame show right up to pewter game day and matt matera will be hosting pewter game day this year along with paul atwal so we're looking forward to that too yeah gonna, gonna be a ton of fun i think a lot of the live streams we've had have been uh, fantastic and the fans are a huge part of it i mean we can't really do these shows unless you guys are watching so we, yeah. we try to make it as fun as we possibly can right uh, you never know what's going to happen in the games but mm-hmm. the two games that i was on it was uh, the road win, both, both road games. It was uh, the road win against the Colts, which, as you mentioned, the right. fantastic Antoine Winfield Jr. play, yeah. the, t- the long touchdown run by Leonard Fournette, and the game-saving tackle on the kickoff by uh, Mike Edwards that yeah. helped the Bucs win that game. And the other one, of course, was the infamous Bucks jets game, yep. A.B. leaving, C.O. Grace <laughs> shooting your touchdowns. <laughs> right. So I'm yeah. going to bring the same energy like I did for those two games for uh, – for the tailgate show, so. it's going to be fun. And the reason I, why I we, everyone watches along, the reason why we, we picked you is because you're two and zero as the host or one of the hosts of of the yeah. Pewter Game Day show. So um, when when Matt calls a game, the Bucks win. That's just how it is. So uh, Sean Lynch with a good observation. Devin White goes to Walk Ons often. Yes, he is actually a part owner of the Walk Ons location up there in Wesley Chapel over here. So uh, Walk Ons is started in Louisiana. Obviously, Devin is a Louisiana native, went to LSU, and uh, and although, although Drew Brees is is also a part owner, Devin White is the, the part owner of that walk-ons uh, store in Wesley Chapel. Yeah, there you go. You're getting some love here in the chat uh, from Tom Bucks fan. His Jets call Thanks, was epic. I, I agree. That was some of your finest uh, finest work there, Matt. And might have to stop by walk-ons. I'm 10 minutes from the – yeah, it's seriously uh, – Tuesday nights, I won't be there tomorrow because I have plans, but I'm usually there Tuesday nights um, eating and drinking at, at walk-ons. So we're excited to have them on board. And uh, uh, let, let's wrap up the show here with, with some other observations today. It was, it was another scorcher out there. And, and, and I thought, too, that, that uh, aside from, and I wouldn't say that there were mental errors. I just think that the offense just didn't come out firing on all cylinders. I don't think that the defense had much to do with that, Bailey. I think it was just the offense just kind of self-destructing a little bit. Uh, not, nothing, you know, that wasn't fixable, nothing to be alarmed about, but just a drop pass here, a missed block there, just some little things to clean up. I think that's why Tom Brady was was in a bit of a mood today. Yeah, it just wasn't crisp. You know, you know I think it's it's not what you're used yeah. to seeing from this Bucks offense, but I think, you know, it, again, you said it's it's fixable. You know, it's not it's just a, one of those days. I think you're going to yeah. have, you know, over a month of training camp, you're going to have those days where not necessarily on, you know, for every play. You know, there was still some big moments. Like we talked about the Scotty Miller catch. You know, yeah. Tom Brady has nice throws to Mike Evans down the field. Um, Mike Evans welcomed back Don Gardner from the pup list. You know, by <laughs> yeah. kind of throwing off some physicality down the field with a, with a nice catch near the sideline. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, was just, it wasn't the sharpest practice, and I think that probably did contribute to Tom Brady's mood after practice. Yeah, there was just a couple things off, like a little bit of an overthrow. Nothing like egregious, but just not everything as tight and compact as we've seen from this team. And, of course, we have higher expectations. Um, I did see uh, just a couple of good plays. I, I know you said that it wasn't really the defense doing too many things, but 
Uh, I marked down Joe Tryon Sharinka as having a yeah. would-be sack because, yeah. of course, you can't hit the quarterback. Right. Uh, Anthony Nelson had you know one that maybe it was a sack. It was at least a good pressure getting right. uh, in Brady's face. Nacho, everyone's favorite national defensive line, uh, had a tackle in the backfield. So I think the D-line did have some solid plays today while uh, you know beating up on you know the rookies and uh, – the, the competition at, mm-hmm. at starting guard. So I thought the D-line was was solid up there today, obviously led by Vita, but a couple of guys, a couple of edge rushers as well, um, you know, did, did their thing. So that, that stood out to me a little bit. Andre Anthony was one. I know he said the rookies didn't have the best day. Andre Anthony had a nice rep. I, be, I cannot remember who it was against, mm-hmm. but he had probably what would have been a sack. He spun out and he was in the backfield. And, you know, it's, it's good to see, you know, he's a late round guy. Um, you know, I don't think he's, you know, that much of a threat to make the roster but if you're you know yeah. get your opportunities out there you make your plays you might find yourself on the practice squad or, or another team might pick you up yeah we, we've seen the development of guys like elijah ponder you know and 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 cam gill kind of a younger guy that was developing behind the scenes now you know cam gill is kind of flashed to me and and he he does something in every practice that he makes like a little splash play and of course that that, that pick um against Blaine Gabbert when he dropped in coverage, you know, th- that's something that you like to see because it's, it's frustrating, right? When, when, when Todd Bowles drops his pass rushers uh, into coverage, uh, unless they come up with interceptions, right? We've seen Shaq Barrett do that twice last year. And then also once in his first season in 2019 out there in LA against the Rams. So when it happens, it's great. Jason Pierre Paul had two in his pro bowl season against, um, uh, the Panthers was one of them, and I think uh, I can't remember the other one. But but uh, you know, for JPP, who's missing some fingers to to have two interceptions when some DBs that have all their fingers on this team didn't have any, that says a lot. So it, it is it is something that Bowles will have his his edge rushers do in in the you know in zone drops where you're you're blitzing DBs and linebackers and you're dropping sometimes your outside linebackers and sometimes they drop. The nose tackles. I'm waiting. We talked about Vita Vea catching a touchdown pass and maybe getting a fullback dive. I want to see a Vita Vea pick six. I want to see, you know, a big man rumbling, stumbling, and not fumbling all the way to the end zone. That would be something, right? I mean, you're talking about a highlight reel. I mean, there's Rondé Barber's, you know, pick six against yep. the the Philadelphia Eagles to shut down the vet, right? There's the Joe Jarvicious, you know, go, Joe, go, catch. You know, the, the Scotty Miller touchdown. Uh, especially when set to the Titanic uh, sweeping music, yeah. you know that, that's that's a great Buccaneer highlight play. But yeah. I got to think Vita Vea pick six would be up there too. That that probably is not cracking those top three, but it's it's probably top five if that happens. You know the other one, the other one that popped into mind was Warren Sapp's interception, where I think it was against Atlanta, where he he yeah. starts to return it and he flips he it lateral- back to Derek Brooks. With the yeah, two thousand two. That's right. That's what came to mind for me. Yep. Yeah. Now that that's definitely up there too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, well, folks, uh, you know, it was interesting talking to to Tom Brady because we don't get a chance to talk to him very often. And today was not in a great mood. The last time we saw Tom, he was in a fantastic mood. It was just right before summer break. So he and all of the other kids were giddy because school was let, getting let out for the summer. But Brady, not in the best mood today. But golly, and if, if I had all that money, I don't think I would have a bad day. Uh, Tom Brady, though, is a perfectionist. So he's entitled to have uh, some, some days where he's a little grumpy. But I'll tell you, the folks at Immunity Financial, whether you have Tom Brady's money or just the money that you make yourself, uh, they can do wonders with it and, and help build your nest egg. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations, we're so happy for you. Thank you, thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. Managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Muni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. That's what I've done, folks. I'm not just a pitch man for Muni. I actually have the vast majority of my financial resources 
and assets with the Muni Financial. I trust them. You should too. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864. That's Immuni Financial, 1-800-868-6864, or visit them on the web at immuni.com. This is a good time to remind everyone as well to please like and subscribe to Peter Report TV. If you enjoy the podcast that we do, if you enjoy the clips that we've been putting up, and there will be more uh, coming out tonight and over the next couple of days with Bucks training camp going on. If you like yeah. all that stuff, give us a thumbs up, hit that bell, hit the subscribe. It just lets you know uh, when we have new content and, and new videos up. It, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just gives you a heads up. Just lets you know when we have uh, new content out there for you. So please subscribe to Peter Report TV. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow mm-hmm. recapping another day of training camp. The pads are back on, so the intensity gets ratcheted up even that much more. So for Scott Reynolds, for Bailey Adams, I'm Matt Patera saying thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Out.